it feels like because you're an analytical person that the more information you get from someone is a sign of how much they care about you. And when you don't get that, that information, it, it leaves you in the dark. So you have no room to, to lean on a logical conclusion about this person or this situation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Almost Cool. <laughs> I'm Marty, and that's Hooter over there. I'm over here. <laughs> he swears. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing well, bro. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. I'm oh, wow. That got very low very quickly. <laughs> no, hey, scared. dude. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Single, shed that single man tear, you know. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm good. Oh, I've just been uh, like I was telling you a little earlier. My project got delayed, so I drove a few hours, and they called me and were like, "Hey, you can you can go home." I was like, "Screw you, man! I'm almost there." <laughs> I had to drive like two hours back home, uh, but no, it was good. Just been oh, you know, normal work week and shit like that. Can't really complain about much. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You look yeah. like you're in dire need of a nap. And uh, I think uh Yeah. <laughs> I think you're headed off to that train after we get off of this today. Uh yeah, it's it's the early it's like getting back on that early morning schedule where yeah. I went to bed at like nine last night, so I shouldn't be tired, but I, uh, yeah, Sorry. my alarm goes off and I just am like my mood when I, if I hear a, any kind of alarm is just wanting to throw it out the window immediately. Right. <laughs> Man, I had a I had a roommate in college uh at Aylesford that his alarm would wake up the entire house, the separate apartment from us as well. <laughs> and it like we I had multiple times where our neighbors would come up and knock on our door and be like, Hey yo, tell your roommate to turn this a fucking alarm off. Shut that fucking thing down. <laughs> it was so loud, and he would sleep through it. And I'm like, how in the world can someone do that? That's like the uh, that's like the SpongeBob air horn alarm. Just the ha ha. Yeah, you trying to give me a heart attack when I wake up? That's not how. That's not. So he just like calmly pushes the button. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man sorry for that my dog is chewing a pen at the moment and i don't want him to have you know ink mouth so that you know oh yeah oh goose yeah. goose goose, yeah. goose i can't do it i can't say. chew pens either <laughs> that happened bruh, to me one no one lie <laughs> have you ever had a pen explode in your mouth bruh? yes i have oh my god it's that the happened worse it happened to me, I distinctly remember 7th grade, Mr. Cho's math class. I'm like sitting there chewing on one of those gel pens. I was like, <laughs> my stupid 11-year-old brain was like, oh, let's take the, the, the ink cartridge out and chew on that. And like, I'm chewing on it, and then, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a fucking mouth full of blue ink. And I'm just like... <laughs> And my teacher's like, dude, you okay? And I go to the front, I grab like a box of tissues and just spit out like all this blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was bad. Yeah, that's uh, froze. I, I had to. Go, I, it didn't like explode in my mouth, but I definitely remember chewing in, like as a kid on one of those uh, Bic pens or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't. I guess like when I'm thinking or something, I just like zone out on that, and I was just gnawing the hell out of this thing, and I just start tasting like all this nasty stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I just had like ink around my lips, and so I was like, oh, oh, uh, uh. dude, it was awful. It Last was time awful. I did, I that. haven't thought about that in like I think the day it happened because I suppressed that memory. I was hoping everyone else would forget along with me. Um, wow. This show, bringing things up. <laughs> I like it. Oh, oh, man. But yeah, speaking of bringing things up. <laughs> Let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. <laughs> uh, this week's topic, we uh, have chosen to talk about commitment and commitment issues. And uh, it's been on my mind recently, so I thought, who better to talk about this with 
than my brother who do. So, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, you're in a very committed relationship and like, you know, hopefully things are going to start progressing and you're, you know, you're hope, hopefully that's your, you know, at least we right, think right now it's your person, you know, I'm pretty good. Yeah. We're going to know pretty, pretty, pretty uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Uh, Picking up what you're putting down, bud. And um, I've been seeing this. I've been seeing this girl here in Philly, and she's great. She's wonderful. We have the same mindset on most things that matter to me. She's really kind, and you know the whole nine yards. I think she's beautiful. The whole nine yards. And um, <laughs> last week's episode, I was saying it got to me a little bit because. You were questioning yourself and like the way you are with yourself, and it got me thinking on, like I I fully believe in myself that I am true. Like I like I practice what I preach and do all that stuff. But then there's like there's littlest the littlest things, and when I say little, I don't mean these. This is going to be a big um, this is a big topic, but it's like what I imagine these little things are, are like the things that I I'm not real with myself or not real enough with myself. So like I mm-hmm. sat down and made a list of why I was feeling uh, that I can't feel like I can't move forward or I can't commit to this person because we're starting to see each other like pretty exclusively. Yeah. And I have no desire to go to see someone else or like be with other people. And she feels the same. Um, but the other, the other day uh, Bailey was just talking to me and she randomly came in the room and was, uh, she was like, Oh, like how, how is she? And I was like, Oh, she's great. Um, and then, uh, like I get, I think one of Bailey's friends came in and she was like, "Who are you talking about?" And then Bailey was like, uh, "Martin's girlfriend." And I was like, well, "I do not have a girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> and okay, she was big like, third grader. Yeah, ain't <laughs> And I and I that kind of got me thinking uh, about this whole thing of like why why I mean we do everything that you know people do in a relationship and things like I, you know, we definitely, we have like little pet names, you know, we're just, and we're only seeing each other. It's like, okay, we are, we're dating at this point, but why, why did I just say that? Like, why did I have like a little bit of a freak out being like, she's not my girlfriend. And I think, yeah. I mean, it, I started really thinking in commitment and, uh, and committing to people now is like a huge problem for me. And I think we've been talking a lot about making friends and stuff too. Yeah. And I think this kind of leaks into making friends as well for some reason. And I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm thinking, um, I like wanted to think of the root problem of this. And I think it was just, I mean, and it gets like any root problem you have, you, what you, what do you imagine trauma and what trauma is, is, yeah. uh, and your past. And I think it's like my past relationship really fucked me up in a way where it's, it's still going to take time to recover, but I think, I don't know, it's just taking a lot longer than anything else has, yeah. and I don't know why, and I I don't know. It's like, definitely the reason I feel like I can't commit or ha- I have commitment issues is because of the past uh, experiences that I've, I've felt. Um, right. But oh. I don't know. It's like, uh, I'm I, thinking, I, I, oh, sorry. I no, you're good. I just like the la- the little like the, it's like I, I I'm not certain anymore as, as much as I was before about certain people and certain things, and it, right. and it just like roots from that last relationship. So immediately, um, when you're like, "Hey, let's talk about this," I, I was like, "All right, well, he wants to talk about this. I'm sure this topic is going to come up." I was like, mm-hmm. so I kind of based my first couple of questions or just thinkings about it around young homie old girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and (laughs) immediately i was like so do you think that whatever because of what happened whatever relationship you find yourself into next do you think that it's abruptly going to end in a insane surprise that you weren't expecting because immediately, so I think I think of when Allison and I uh, came to Lexington last year, year and a half, two years, I don't know, whenever we came to Lexington and we met up with you, and we're at um, we're at Goodfellas, 
and you're like, oh, so-and-so is so great. She's so wonderful. Like, I, I have never felt like this with someone before. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is my whole wife. Like, I am head over heels for this girl. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is great. I'm so happy for him. And after what happened, because did we did, – did, did you tell – the story, or was that an episode that we kind of cut off? Yeah, kind of. Like we were. I was going to get into the story, but it was a little early for mm-hmm. me to talk about. Um, okay. And I and I do want to talk about it a little bit, and I I want to preface that with I do not have any malice, or it does not come from a place of anger. Like it, I think right. it would have if I did it before, but I I found like some really like this this topic and a lot of other things that like I've kind of realized in my life in this big change is it's going to come up. And I think this is the time to kind of share a little bit more of like in depth about what and and I and the commitment issue is the biggest issue that I think is like coming out of this for me. It's like the biggest recovery step. Yeah. Um, But to I mean to answer your question, no, I don't think every so I don't I think in my life now, and I definitely am, and this is something new. It's like I don't feel like I can be surprised about things anymore. and okay. because, like, especially, I don't think it's gonna every relationship or any relationship that I step into is gonna come to an abrupt end like that. But right, you know, with relationship, new relationships, I've set new boundaries. I've set new, uh, like I, I've withhold stuff a little bit more longer than I yeah. usually do, and I don't feel like I'm as free. Um, but I don't. I really don't know. I think it's just like a a situation where I. Don't I don't tend to overthink, but I over I overthink with relationships now. Like I like if I'm going to a job or I'm going to like wait people or I'm going to meet some friends or you know I'm not the anxious type in those situations. And I used to mm-hmm. not be anxious in re- like relationships with people that involve like romantic uh, right aspects. But now I feel like I've turned into an overthinker because now I'm analyzing. I'm trying to think rationally about every little thing that this person does and that I do and whether it's so like, hear me like this is, I can't be surprised anymore because I feel if that person came to me and told me things about like, Oh, I need to go help my family or I need to go work on myself. I need, I don't, you know, we don't vibe or something like that. I've already thought about that scenario in my head happening. So you're not surprising me by doing this. And it's at the first, when I first think it, I'm just, it's just anxiety. And it's like, but when, Something in your anxiety proves you right. It's just you. I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, glad yeah. I did that. I'm not being yeah. trapped anymore. You know, you come to a realization that, where you're like, that's, I'm a, you know, and that's I don't perfect. know if that's good or bad, but so I think it's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, it's pretty so <laughs> let me let me break that down really quick in just like a little simple sentence that our anxiety is wrong 99% of the time, right? Like things don't nearly go as bad as we think they are. As many times as I dread going to go see my family, I'm going to go see my family today. And I have this sense of like, oh, man, I know I'm going to get battered with this or that. Or I'm just going to come home feeling upset and just thinking, oh, I should have stayed in bed all day. Or going to work, like, oh, this is going to be the worst day ever. Like, as many times as we build something up or our anxiety builds something up, it's usually not the case. But like you said, that one time that your anxiety was right, then you're like, oh, well, pff, I'm putting all – it's like, it's, like, it's like going to a casino and betting on 23 on roulette, right? And you get 23, or I guess I should say black or red for roulette. Like you bet black, it lands on black. So now black is your lucky – you know it's going to be on black every time even though it, odds are it's not, right? Mm-hmm. It's like getting was, one Jeopardy question right and then thinking yeah, and you thinking should be on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you put so much stake into uh, your anxiety that like because it's that sense of, of, of man, man, what's the word I'm looking for? It's that sense of being right, that confirmation bias in yourself mm-hmm. that – we're always happy to be proven wrong by it, by our anxiety. Like, if we're thinking the worst in something and then something good happens, we're like, oh, my God. Like, it's usually a breakthrough and it's so nice. But whenever 
something does happen and we low key were terrified of it where it's like I knew this would happen like I, I it kind of gives you this sense of you know yourself better than you actually do and you know outcomes of things better than you actually do and if you guess one thing right then you just become more and more confident in the worst of things yeah yeah thinking my intuition is the catch-all the intuition is the catch-all. And so a little bit ago you said that um, as you were getting over um, your ex, like you you felt the sense of freedom. And that was another thing that I kind of jotted down earlier was that, and this is something I want to ask you about how you view not only relationships in general, but just your opinion on my relationship with Allison, mm-hmm. is that as happy as you are for me, do you feel like I'm a little less free because of it? Um, no, no, absolutely not. That's the. Uh, I don't. When I said yeah, when I when I think freedom of like you know I I'm I'm thinking of uh, freedom of expression, freedom mm-hmm. to uh, unconditionally love. I think, and that means that goes for other people and for yourself as well. Because I think. Uh, like being in a committed relationship does not put handcuffs on you in any means. Um, right. And so I, when I think of your relationship, I would even say that the anxieties that I am having, you are hopefully on the op- opposite side because right. it's a thing where, you know, you and Allison have great communication skills and you guys are very committed to each other. And that's a mutual, it's mutual between you two and you're secure in that and you're certain and there's like that certain certainty that you can that allows you to move on to other issues that you guys would be having or anything like that and you guys are it's a it's a you have the will to do that so i think you're an, right. it doesn't make you any less free in the sense actually probably more because i'm still on the side of i definitely have issues and i definitely need to like work on things and like grow as a human in this in certain aspects of my life before i can even love someone else so but i mean you guys are in a position where yeah, you guys still have things to work on. Personal growth is always happening, but you yeah. guys stepped into it together. And if you guys are both encouraging and both can communicate, and you and she's bringing up good points, you're bringing up good points of of how to get through stuff. You can do it together. That's so freeing. That's like that's creating the certainty that I am striving for in a relationship. Because in mine, in my last one, it's it it came to such an abrupt end when i was at that certainty in my life like i was right. at the highest most positive most secure i've ever been in a relationship right. and then it was immediately taken away and i didn't i didn't i didn't i just almost like i just felt stupid i felt like a like an idiot i just felt like did i didn't i did i not form enough boundaries did i not like really right. analyze what was going on does i did i not really like like it made me question myself and how intelligent I am or emotionally intelligent I am and in, in dealing mm-hmm. with things like that. Was I, you know, I know love is blind, but was it really that blind? You know, <laughs> like that's the way it made me feel. And so yeah. I think if, you know, I, and I, and I know a lot of this is like I said, it's not out of malice. It's not out of, I don't hate, I moved on. It's been a while. I've, I've kind of came to terms with it. I'm almost, I'm mad at myself because I wish I had, you know, I can, you can always say, what if, what if, what if I wish this and I wish that I, and I don't want to change anything that's happened because I've, I've loved what I've learned through this process, but Mm -hmm. I just, I do think it was preventable. And I do think that the situation I was being in was led on. And then I didn't realize because it wasn't communicated very well that I was being led on. And so now (laughs) moving that forward into other relationships, I am not, I don't have time for this bullshit anymore. Not that I'm growing old and I need to get a wife. Nothing like that. It's just in general. I don't have, I just don't have the patience. I don't want It's tiring. Yeah. It's tiring, exhausting. So if you're feeling some way about something, get, tell me. And it's like, yeah, you may hurt me a little bit, but tell me you're, cause you're going to hurt me a lot later on if, yeah. or hurt me a lot more later on. If it's, if you're just stringing it along, cause you yeah. really don't know yet. And I totally get like, I'm not asking people to do something unreasonable like if they do have one doubt do not be like i'm having a doubt we're breaking up like that sounds ridiculous i know that i like you know you work through things you can question things but the way we broke up was you know she she i stepped into a situation where we were friends for a year so we knew 
each other that way. And then yeah. we started dating. And then um, that summer, she was the first one to tell me that she loved me. And I was like, All right, whoa, that's big. And then she asked me to move in with her. And then I moved in. And then a month later was like, yep, we got to break up. And, I, you know, I was – I was and I, I don't know. I was at this point where I just – like I said, I was the mo- I, most high I've ever been on love before. I was like, oh, right. shit, things are working out. Like, you, you came and I told you all about it. Like, I was starting to tell – you know, my close, like, not, I know my close family probably knew, but I was, like, it was starting to trickle out to where most people, like, I was around knew, right? And yeah, so, like, that, yeah. that that kind of secured it and everything that was going on. And then when she did that, like I said, if she has every right to break up with me, I'm not, I'm not the best person in the world. I'm not saying I don't have an ego. I'm not, like, hurt in that way. I'm just hurt because it was, a, like, a light switch for me. It was, like, there was no... Things bef- communicated beforehand. There was nothing that could have led up to me even thinking about, hey, like maybe I shouldn't be as gung ho about this, you know. And I, what I mean by that is like, if she can, if she's like communicated concerns about it for herself or like to, about herself to me, and we, I could have at least been like aware of mm-hmm. this like situation of like. Maybe I could I I couldn't help in that situation even if I wanted to, but at least I would have been aware and been like, okay, I understand you kind of like a lot more fully now, rather than just like keeping everything hidden from me and then breaking it off when I'm at my most like high. You know, I don't yeah. I know that sounds it's like a little selfish of like don't, don't why'd you do that to me and like why'd you hurt me so bad and that that it's that's definitely there's some in that there's some of that in there, but mm-hmm. I'm I don't know I would just like. It just made me feel like I didn't know this person at all, and I was fully gung-ho for it. And so – and I get you, like, when you're starting to date people, you hide things. You don't want to say things, like, to the fullest extent. I totally get that. You don't want to scare people away. You don't want to make them feel – like, I I don't know. I think all that kind of stuff is dumb, but – I I don't know it's it but it's prevented me from doing that. Like, I'm starting to hide little things that I would usually do in relationships because I am, like – keeping this person just far enough away to where if it does not work out, I expect it. And I'm, or I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm comfortable because, like, now you have no hold on – or I didn't get, I didn't let you get a hold of me the way I am, like, let someone else before. And I know yeah. that's ter- – I know that's a terrible thing to do. I know that's not – you're keeping someone at a distance, and, and I'm false labeling it as a boundary. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. just it's a boundary of mine that I've created. Yeah, I mean, you can have boundaries, but be I'm being real with myself and really thought about it. I was like, no, I'm not. I have created a boundary, which I think is initially healthy, but then now I'm actually getting feelings for someone and trying to move forward. And I'm, I took two steps up, but my boundary also took two steps up with me. So it's like right. we're not that boundary's not getting smaller. It's not like I'm not being more open with this person. I'm just, and so I don't know, like. Uh, I was kind of fighting with myself and I had that feeling of like, oh, I would be mad if it broke, like mad or sad or, you know, all these different emotions if it didn't work out. But I'm going to be even more mad if I fall for some shit like that again. Like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm being a lot more hard on myself about it than I would usually would. And I don't, because I, I think so analytically and so, rationally or i try to try to be as level-headed as i can down to earth but the way i love it just seems impractical like i get those unexplainable feelings of getting butterflies or getting getting nervous when i see her and i am getting i get those like like little smiles on my face just because she did something that she didn't know was that cute something like like dumb things that like that that yeah you know that that's unexplainable of why, and then I feel those, and then I'm like, oh, like a fishing line, reel it back in, buddy, and then you know keep either keep that to yourself or like don't like it as much as you say you do quite yet, and then but like when I say quite yet, it's like whenever, when is that not gonna be the point? There's no time limit on like okay, we've been here this long, now you can start doing that or you know there's no rules yeah. like that in my head. And so I was getting all strung out and 
you know, weirded out in my head about it. And I was like, and then I did have that like little light switch moment being like, oh, I have commitment issues. <laughs> like the topic didn't come out of my head. I was just feeling this way about it. And I was like, oh, I'm not being as real with her as I should be. And like these, yeah. like, I was going through all these thoughts and then I had the like light switch moment. And I was like, yeah. man. And I don't know. And it just, it terrifies me. It really does. Like I, I'm walking around scared of what is going to happen when usually like, that's not me. That's not me yeah. at all. That's like, when I, when I think of things like that, I'm, I, I'm just like, you're scared of what? Like, like, yeah. letting, like, you know, it's like, why can't I really truly trust that person when they say they care about me? Why can't I, you know, why can't I, you know, get to a point where that stuff won't terrify me and won't feel like a trap if, you know, and I, I don't know. It's like, um, and like I said, I try not to get too worked up about it. Cause I'm really, it's not, it's coming from a place of like self anger almost. But you know, when I, I went out yeah. to California for those wildfires and that's when she called me and broke up with me, my ex. And, yeah. um, I like I said, and I we had just moved in. We had been less than a month in living together, and that's when she decided to do that. And and like I said, I am validating her reason that she broke up with me is came she came to terms with her sexuality, which is great. I think that's yeah. a fantastic step in your life, and you need to like be open with yourself and honest with yourself and honest with others. And I'm glad she was there. There was so much respect on that part of actually figuring that part out about herself. Yeah, and. And and you love whoever you want to love, and if it's not me, that's awesome. Like in, in the sense of like, if you're if I'm not going to be happy, if I'm not going to make you happy the way you should be, then yeah, move on. And I'm re I really respect that decision of like hers. But there was just no communication beforehand of like, okay, I'm starting to feel this way, or I don't like I you know I'm a really open minded person, and I have friends of all sorts, and so like bringing yeah. that up to me, I wasn't going to shun her of like the way she felt about people. And, and had feelings for other people um, that were not the same as me. Uh, and right. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think she kept stuff, like a lot of stuff hidden from me. Because, I don't know if it was because she was afraid of the way I would react or the way I would handle it. But in, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really confident to say that if she was to tell me, yes, it would have created doubt in my head for sure. But it wouldn't have changed my opinion of that person because I was still head over heels, still in love with this person. Yeah, and so that I don't know. That's where I was getting like it. Just she strung me along into a position where, when it broke off, now I was I was left. I was deserted. I was abandoned. I didn't know what to do. Um, she had already had uh, someone that she had been seeing when we broke up, so she like that was already set up for her. So when yeah. I left, it was just like, okay, take them out, coach, put them in, coach. Like, it was just like this switch of players on yeah. her side. And I was like, cool. Like, you know, that's that hurt a little bit just because that just, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. That relationship formed over a certain amount of time that we were dating. And if you were starting to have feelings for someone else like that, like, it should, I don't know, it should have just been, you shouldn't have asked me to move in and you shouldn't have asked that much of me as a person and as in like a mm -hmm. boyfriend of yours, if you were having those doubts yourself, because I know the it's hard to say when these doubts are coming up. I'm not putting my I'm not going to I'm trying not I'm trying my best not to what do you call it? Uh, project my feelings and things onto yeah. her because I just don't know. I did. I, we haven't talked since then. And I just and I honestly just don't care to. And I, I just don't want to um, go through. That I just. Again don't want to go through it again but i also just i like i'm i can't say like i said this is all speculation but in my head i'm thinking you can't have an overnight a like light switch moment of this it's you've been talking about this you had other people in your life that you probably consulted this with and you just left me completely in the dark when you say i'm really really important to you but you're leaving one of the most critical and most important decisions of your life um, up to this date away from me like that that's where i'm mm -hmm. getting at it's like yeah like honestly with that kind of decision with her deciding that she wanted to be with a woman i actually would have been I, at least in my head like i i would have really encouraged her to go do that 
Like if yeah. I was like, yeah, if, if this is not working, I'm not, I, you can't control that. That's not something that you wake up and you go, okay, I want to be gay now. Like it's not, it's not a switch like that. It's not, you know, yeah. it can't be that way. It's not that way. And it's, that's what was getting me because I, like, I don't know. It's not, I would have actually helped and like encouraged and like almost pushed her to do that if that's what her heart felt like she needed to do. And mm-hmm. I know that's like a really weird thing to, because I, I'm, I'm sure she has her own trauma and her own life. And I, like I said, this is all speculation, but she probably, you know, when she broke up with her last boyfriend or something, he freaked out and had a meltdown or whatever, you know? And like, yeah. I was going to react so different, but in her head, I could have, she was just scared or she was terrified herself. So I don't, like I said, I'm not, this is not, nothing to do with malice. I did, and I wish it did happen differently, but it didn't. And so now I'm dealing, trying to deal with this repercussion and getting to the point of like recovered, you know, or yeah. recovery. These, like these are how the pieces fell that you have to put back together, you know? Yeah. I and, think that yeah. I'm listening and hearing you. And I do want to ask, um, do you feel deserving of this communication? Because I, I feel like you're connecting communication to self-worth. And I don't know how much of a stretch that is. I mean, obviously, we're not you know trained professionals in this. But it feels like because you're an analytical person that the more information you get from someone is a sign of how much they care about you. And when you don't get that that information, it, it leaves you in the dark, so you have no room to, to lean on a logical conclusion about this person or this situation. And so you kind of, you, you get into this fog and this mess in your own head, uh, which turns into this dense anxiety of, well, fuck, like, they're not talking to me. Uh, this person who I was so in love with hid this from me, which means that, you know, they didn't communicate with me. So I, that means that I'm not worthy of this attention. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. I'm not necessarily saying that as a... I want you to know that none of this, you know how much I love you and you know this isn't like um, an attack on you or anything. No, no, I'm not taking it as it. Okay. No, Good. no, that's that's a good point to to make because i've never really thought about that is um because i you know math and science guy like i have facts and i have like i know the difference between a a hard fact and a hard opinion very Mm -hmm. clearly um and so yeah i think like the more information yeah i never really thought about i guess the more information i it makes me more comfortable it makes me more like um makes me more like certain and doing more things sure in my life. and yeah my and the self-worth thing yeah for sure like i because the information wasn't communicated i did feel like i wasn't deserving i, I don't you know deserve as much as the the person that she did tell or like yeah. the people she was talking to and yes i get yeah that to- i think it's totally connected because that's the way i think and that's the way i you know i operate and so i do almost value like creating a, a an atmosphere of openness and communication mm-hmm. and i think that's what i hold most in my heart when it comes to being in a committed relationship i think that's like yeah. number one for me is how good of a communicator can you be and because i i don't want to be left in the dark again i don't want to be unaware of things um well this, like I, I, yeah <laughs> Sorry, because yeah, I, yeah. I I really vibe with you. I really uh, I feel like you and I are kind of in the same on the same wavelength of like this because um to me so when Allison says hey I love you that doesn't mean as much as when she tells me why she loves me you know she doesn't the more information the more things that I know that make her happy about me that is what really drives my love for her or like really increases my love for her because she's thought about what about me makes her happier. And she's thought about the things that I do that, that make her feel loved and supported and everything. Um, and as much of a, like just go with the flow type of guy that I am, it's like, Hey, what do you want to do? I don't really care. Let's just do something together. Mm -hmm. I also have this 
this part of my brain where I need to understand why things are happening the way they are so I can fully be on board with it. Um, and I won't lie, this is my first relationship with this, with this kind of openness. Um, I can't tell you how many times it's been, hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. When things absolutely <laughs> were not fine. Mm-hmm. And me not absolutely me knowing that things aren't fine and just having to deal with it built a wall up. It's like, all right, if you're not going to tell me, then why should I? If you're going to tell me one thing and lie to me and say everything's okay, I'm going to take it at that face value that everything's okay. And that is the wedge that was put between me and my past relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but Allison, if everything isn't good she'll tell me hey like i'm going through this or hey i feel a certain type of way about this and when these things are happening whether they're my fault or not it gives me this sense of awareness of hey like if i'm doing something that you don't like now i know it and so now i can help to change it and through that i through this knowledge of what is bothering you i can work on making you feel more comfortable um oh man like this is this is bringing up this is bringing up memories of of my last long-term relationship as well so hey pity party over here what's up <laughs> but... no, that's, no, i'm glad you guys have that open communication because i'm like i'm like you i don't need to step into a position where i need i want to i think my you know my instinct is to be like all right let's think through it let's problem solve let's get to it let's let me let me help but then I just want to be aware. I just want to, yeah. like, if you're saying, like, I totally get the thing of, like, if Allison was like, hey, I, I am feeling kind of weird uh, about this thing, but I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it right now. And uh, that's all I need to know. That's, like, that's how you communicate that. Exactly. Not that's I'm fine and then leave everything in the dark. Because what are you fine about? Like, what is that yeah. thing that you're fine about? Because that's yeah. what's bothering me. It's like, now if I'm getting, <laughs> now it's almost to be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm, like, I'll, I'll get it through. I'm like, no, you need to let me at least I don't need to know everything. I just need to know what it's about. And I don't know if that's like a need. I think that's just, you know, a a communication thing that I I require because I have anxieties now about these things. And Yeah. I if you go, "Oh, I just had like a rough day at work and I don't want to talk about." It. Okay, cool. Like that cool. whatever. Or like, you know, if it is something that I'm doing, just say, "Hey, it's something that you're doing that's like making me annoyed or something, you know, communicate that frustration, but you don't have to go in depth. I'm not like, I'm not your, I'm not going to be sitting down and like, all right, let's talk about it. Like, if you don't want to, like, I'm not going to pressure you into it, but I just, I I need that open communication where you're, you feel that great, uh, or you feel like it's just like, it's even more secure. Like it just feels, it makes you feel like, it makes me feel bad that that person's upset, but it makes me comfortable with being her being upset, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, it's like, I can't fix it. She's going to fix it. She's a strong person. She's going to do her own thing. That's awesome. She's She has the power to do all that, and I'm here if she needs me. And that's kind of what my mind goes to whenever you yeah. at least let me know a smidget of information. And, and then that helps me. Because <laughs> have you ever done that thing with – you do that to you go oh i'm fine or someone you know someone does that to you oh i'm fine i'm fine and then you mm-hmm. take that at the face value saying okay you're fine cool you, and then you act completely normal like you just go back to whatever you were doing and then they get mad at you for being like it's like you know just still that, having a good day <laughs> honestly yeah um when allison and i first started dating she kind of hit me with one of those i'm fines and after my last relationship, I was like, look, I'm going to let you know, like, I want to be as honest with you as possible. And I want you to do the same with me. So I'm going to take, I, I have so much trust in you. And I validate what you say so much that if you tell me you're fine, I'm going to act like you're fine. And you can't get mad at me for, for acting like you're fine. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you're telling me. And so... <laughs> I distinctly remember it was like last Mardi Gras right before the world ended um, and something was really bothering her and she, and I knew it right away. I said, hey, like, is everything OK? Like, are you annoyed with me about anything? No, I'm not. I'm like, OK, this is after that conversation. I was like, all right, whatever you say, like, you, you can't get mad at me for not for not reading your mind about something like mm-hmm. 
as much as I wish I could, like I can't. So I'm going by what you're giving me here. And I continued to do the thing that was annoying her. And she kind of caught herself. She's like, you know what? This is annoying me. Like, this is bothering me. I said, okay, cool. I'll cut it out. Like, that's, I had no idea. Like, this little (laughs) thing that I was doing, like, I had no idea was getting on her nerves. And sometimes it's literally, like, just the clapping and the snapping. Like, (laughs) that might have been it. That might have been it. But, like, I didn't know. And something that isn't annoying to me... (laughs) Is mm-hmm. getting on her nerves, like, dude, just let me know. I can put it away. Yeah. I'll holster these bad boys right now. Like, you know, <laughs> holster these bad boys. <laughs> That's. <But it's>, uh... <laughs> I I I think one thing that you have to do is that, yeah, you're you're afraid of commitment. And I understand because so was I. Like, I broke up with someone who I felt the need to be committed to. And I felt pressure to be committed to. And then once I ended it, it was, I was emotionally dead for a year. You know, I couldn't handle any sort of, somebody tried to get close and that was like, listen, this can't happen right now. Sorry. Like a couple of people, you know, like a couple of Mm -hmm. people who, who got a little too close for comfort. But once I got out of that and was ready to move on or had moved on really like not even ready to move on and that was my process of <laughs> moving on um once i was ready to get back out there it became clear to me that hey if i'm not feeling something i have to i have to vocalize that like because i i looked i took a look at myself and i understood that i was hiding things and that i was terrible at reading when other people were hiding things as well mm-hmm so if I know that I can't can't pick up on everything that's bothering you, in turn, that means you can't do the same thing about me. So I have to take the initiative to say, look, this isn't, you know, this isn't working for me, or this bothers me, or this is affecting me this way. I had to, um, from the jump, be like, this is what I want, and if that's not what you want that's fine let me know mm-hmm. um and allison was kind of reaching that same point in her life as well at about the same time where she took the first jump in open communication of like listen this is really bothering me and i i need to talk to you about this and it was about the the potential of us being a couple and i was like all right cool like i understand like we it, it enables you to get on the same page and that's what everybody wants in their relationship is to be on the same page because once you're not, then it's awful to be in really as much as you love a person or as much as you think you love a person, how much affection you show them somewhere in the back of your mind, the important part of your mind where, you know, Mm -hmm. the deep down love is it, it, it doesn't let you go in fully because you have doubts about what people are really telling you. And I don't know if, if you're really scared of commitment or you're scared of lack of communication in somebody because it just, which well, is kind of a hard thing to sort through. Yeah. I think, I think it's more of the commitment thing because I, I like, like in my, at my, in my position now, mm-hmm. I'm with someone who, like I said, we click, we have, we care about the the things that matter most to be the same and it's it's going really well. And she is a great communicator. She has always been mm-hmm. really honest, open about as as far as I know, is has been really open about things. Like uh, like a if I was hey I had a great day at work. Uh, mind if I come say hey? She'll do yeah. that thing where she's oh no I kind of had a stressful day. It's been really busy. I just want to relax and like recharge or do do my own thing. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Like you know like I don't like so we've had those moments of like her not saying yes just to like push me to be there and like make me happy you know she's yeah. thinking about herself which is great i think i've noticed that i've noticed like i think i'm noticing like if she wasn't that way then i would just kind of be turned off from it i don't think i'm yeah i don't think i'm scared of the lack of communication because i not that i can catch every instant of when it's happening now but that's something i now i realize i care a lot about so if it's not if i'm not getting it i just i don't care enough to like progress that Right. In that way. So it's like when I'm now I'm feeling a position where someone is actually talking to me and communicating with me. We're having a great time. And I don't feel like 
I'm in a mood of fatu infatuation. I really like this person. They're really a good person. Um, and I do have those unexplainable feelings towards them, but mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not getting lost in this, uh, headspace where, you know, I'm in the clouds about things and I don't see the red flags and I don't see, I'm, I'm almost like a little bit more analytical about those things. Like I'm, I'm not like constantly searching for a bad thing to grab onto and be like, Oh, like I have it and I know this now, but mm -hmm. I just, I'm more aware and more like prone to catch those things a little earlier now, just because that's, uh, you know, just like getting in a new relationship. I've just like, I don't want to fall back into my old, old situation. So I'm, I'm at that point where, like I said, we're seeing each other exclusively. We're, we're, at that moment of like right on the cusp of maybe like and we don't have to like there we don't have to put labels on it or anything but in in my head i was just like yeah like i am committed to one person like and right. you know what i mean right. i don't have to be like this is my girlfriend this is my catch-all for everything something like that it's just i do i like being in a in a monogamous relationship when there's just when it's one-on-one -on -one. that's how mm -hmm. i view relationships um it for me my for me personally and when i'm no i'm in a position where that's happening so it is scared to just like turn you know pull the plug and be like yeah yeah i am committed like a fully 100% like you know and i it's like a it's like a mind switch it's like uh you're going it's like when you started dating Alice and you started really having these heavy feelings for her. and i'm sure there was i don't know if there was a conversation to be like hey Allison do you actually want to be like my girlfriend but there was a, something time in your head where it flipped from being like yeah we're dating and we're seeing each other a lot. We're having a good time to like, you're clicked into it. You know what I mean? It's like a so moment, right? Is that, is that how you view the label then? Is that how you think that the label of this is my significant other is the full jump? Um, no, but like to, to some, de to, to a degree that I'm uncomfortable with for sure, but not, 100 percent it's like we're, we're still learning about each other we're still mm -hmm. like oh yeah take your time it, yeah take we're taking time. our time it's been yeah. you know we're not like eager to like jump in and get married tomorrow or anything like that we're still learning about each other we still have a lot to learn we still have a lot to see a lot to experience i'm not eager about that but there is a a thing in my head of like it is the label does come with commitment to me like it there is like a an aspect of it where it turns on a part of me that you know, I don't act any different. I don't do anything, but I let certain walls down. It's like letting a drawbridge down and, and like someone's getting a little bit closer to your castle. It's like, mm -hmm. I usually don't let anyone to that point unless you're, unless like, you know, you're the person. And now I'm getting to a point where I have let my drawbridge down and she's in, she's coming into the castle essentially and i'm able to open up and experience more and me opening up and communicating with how i'm feeling personally is the way i value we were just talking about like communication and self-worth like i if i'm communicating you and i feel comfortable doing that that's a huge commitment for me because usually i i don't keep things hidden and but i you're not going to get to that person yep that spot with me if it's if it's not so it comes like that the label does come with commitment but commitment for me is like i'm gonna let you in and see certain aspects of myself that not a lot of people see and mm -hmm. i think we're at that point i think we're like i said it doesn't have to be uh it's not the all right this is my person i'm giving up on everyone else in the world like blah blah blah, blah. nothing like nothing crazy like that but it is uh it is the next step of okay i want her to know who i am i want her to know a part of me that not a lot of people see Mm -hmm. emotionally and so i want that to be communicated and we haven't had that conversation yet because i'm i don't know if it i am withholding it a little bit like holding it a little closer being like i'm not ready to have that conversation yet take your time i think any yeah for you know for anybody who overthinks i think don't sit long enough with it where you overthought yourself out of it but don't sit with it enough where you haven't thought about it at all you know mm -hmm. i'm not a i'm an impulsive thinker sometimes or like impulsive uh, like I have impulsive tendencies, but not, you know, not with these kind of things. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. not like I don't meet a person and then immediately go, yeah, yeah, this is all, I'm all in. Like <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like more of a poker player with it. Like I'm, you know, I want to, I have my cards and you're not going to see them and I'll, you know, I'll lay, like I'll keep making bets 
to see if it works out. And the more I'm, you know, the more cash is in the pot, and I'm gonna eventually lay down my cards, and then you're gonna see everything, and I'll, right, and hopefully I win. You know, that's yeah. the that's the end goal. But I'm not saying that's the that's a great analogy. Is that when I lay down my cards, the thing that I'm scared of is like opening up enough to where someone sees the full you. And then they they end up having a better hand than you, and they and they're like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take all this money from you. Like they're gonna take everything yeah. back and kind of backpedal from you. And it's yeah. like ah, like I know that's a little irrational. I know that's kind of a little crazy. That's something that's I know that's a boundary I've formed and like a little bit of a definitely rooted in anxiety. And but I I don't <laughs> I I don't know how you to see I I'm kind of I disagree with that though. Like I don't think that's really a bad thing. Um. I think that's self-preservation to a point. To an that's, extent. To an extent. I mean, you know, we always say that, honestly, like, a lot of everything is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but being, I'm not saying be a fucking open book, you know? I'm not saying like, all right, baby! <laughs> Take a look! It's in a book! <laughs> I'm not saying do not do that to me right now. I'm not saying it's reading rainbow over here. But I'm I am saying that like to be cautious of yourself because to 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 truly understand yourself and understand that okay, like not everyone in the world has my best interest at heart. Some people will take advantage. Like that's that's just being logical and understanding of how the world works. Not everything is sunshine and rainbows to people. That you do want to be picky with yourself. You do want to be picky with who you bring in. Because um, I'll tell you from experience of bringing in just some random Jolene off the street. Like, that shit was awful. <laughs> it was bad. Get in here, Jolene. Bad. Come on, Jolene. <laughs> like, I... I, I I brought this person in and was hurt incredibly by it. I was hurt severely by it because I didn't take the time to actually gauge whether they were appreciating the things I was showing them about myself or to see if they were even reciprocating that because they knew so much about me. I didn't know jack shit about them mm-hmm. because I don't know if they just didn't care. They didn't want to show me. They were going through their own things, but there was no time taken to even peek at what was going on in the person that I was investing so much into. So I think it's kind of good. I, I Not to be completely locked up in a vault or anything, but to be slow in showing your hand, to be, mm-hmm. to actually see step by step, okay, is this going where it's supposed to be? You know, don't take it at a snail's pace by any mean, but don't <laughs> don't jet into one direction either. It, there's a balance in it that once when you understand that they understand this about you and you can say the same thing about them, then it's like, all right, cool. We're going to the next page here. Like where it's time. Let's show a little bit more. And that how quickly you stay on one step of communication is it varies. Sometimes you, it takes a little while longer to fully understand and fully grasp some, something that, you know, a person's trauma that they had to go through, what your own issues are that you ha- need to sort out and become comfortable enough to share. Mm-hmm. But some things are a breeze. You know, some things it's like, hey, we can spend a day on this and I'm already ready to take the next step with you. But other things it's like, all right, am I am I emotionally ready to to be there for this person who has gone through something so traumatic. Are they emotionally ready to go through something for me? That is where, like, I think that's healthy and that's good. And that actually, that's what I want anyway in finding a partner. And that's what I've done with Allison. That's, you know, we took, I won't say our sweet-ass time trying to... (laughs) We weren't taking Route 66. Like, we weren't... Casual walk on a Sunday. You know, but we were like... It it was a lot. It was a lot to get through to one another, but we were able to accept each other for what what we were. Yeah. And because of that, you know, not everything came out at once. It's not, you know, a full oral history of Nathaniel Daniel Martin 
written by Nathaniel Daniel Martin. <laughs> yeah, read this. Find it on. <laughs> find it on Audible. But like, <laughs> but to give updates of you know, hey, at this point in my life, you know, I I want I want to be with someone who who cares enough to listen and cares enough to maybe not share right away, but feels comfortable enough to open up about themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've been in a situation where someone knows a lot more about me than I do them. And yeah, yeah, that's definitely, (laughs) it's not always, it's not always going to be 50, 50. It's not always always going to be 50, 50. No, but I totally know what you mean is like, they do know literally everything that I've, tell them everything and then you realize you look back and you're like i I didn't know a single goddamn thing about them (laughs) like (laughs) and then you get your own another anxiety of like do i talk too much oh god do i overshare Ah!" like fought that battle baby (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes i did no that's the thing that thing i'm trying to remind myself is also though is like yeah i i am struggling and maybe with a little bit of self-worth only in the situation of romantic intimacy and like being in a relationship i think i have a pretty good grasp on um martin as an individual um, mm-hmm. at least at the moment um but the thing i was trying to remind myself is like love is a choice and you know to love someone unconditionally means you love them through thick and thin the good and the bad you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. My my parents always said this growing up. They, And I think I, I said this in a previous episode of um, I may not always like you, but I'll always love you. And mm-hmm. so that kind of – it's like a to ground, to ground myself and being afraid and all this. Love – and since I said – like since I believe love is a choice to a degree that – I have to allow to that that person to make that choice as well and have faith and trust in that person that that choice is real, I guess. Yeah. And I think because I, I believed it in my last one, but it didn't end up being true. And so now I'm like you saying, words of affirmation are great. If you compliment me and like what I'm wearing or, man, you have a great smile, whatever, it makes me feel great. But it yeah. doesn't hit a part of me that I truly, it truly sits with me. It just makes me feel good in the moment. It's like a surface level thing for me, um, and and it's like you know, it's like with with Allison saying uh, why she loves you. That yeah, she's explaining and communicating through words of affirmation. But she, it's like when she says that she's that means she was you, she's actually telling you about her actions. I mean, she's observed you. That means she's like really paying attention. That means she's really she not only like sees it but also understands it. Things like mm-hmm. that. That's where. I think, you know, my mind would go in a situation of, like, you know, if uh, if someone was to do that to me. and But I, I have to leave room. And when I say, like, love, yes, I don't – I mean, like, the love in the sense of the – not the feeling of love. Love is, like, an action. I'm speaking of it as, like, a verb, not as, mm-hmm. a, not as a feeling right now. It's, like, if I have to make someone – or I have to give room for someone – to be able to make that choice themselves, and then I have to follow up with trust and faith that that choice is real. And I, yeah, and I think that's where the commitment is is like where it's going to come is if you show me enough and we communicate enough, we do all those things that I believe are true in a relationship that I would like to be in. Then, and it's all like unspoken. It's going to be all unspoken. I mean, uh, not unspoken, but you know, you're going to catch those things uh, by their actions and the way they treat you and the, the way you talk to each other, things like that. That's where it's going to be solidified for me. I think great. I think self preservation is great. I think I'm am just like locked in a little bit of a vault right now. Like my safe isn't Fort Knox, but I'm also you know I'm I'm still hidden in somewhere. Like maybe you know yeah. still hiding a little bit. And I think it, yeah, I don't know. It just uh. I guess, I mean, because, like, I don't know, like, when you, like, to, I I wanted to ask you a question, and it just left me, um, because a lot, a lot with commitment, it comes with trust, too, as well, like, I can have trust in this person, and do you, I mean, with you and Allison, you feel like, A, her words are backed up by her actions, and then that helps you be able to actually trust her to the fullest extent or are you guys still dealing with things where 
Um, and I'm not talking about like faithfulness or anything like that. I mean like the trust that you feel for like – like if I called my brother right now and said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm hurt. Can you come help me? I have 100% trust in like a full extent in my body that says yes, he would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like do you, yeah. do you ha- are you at that level yet? Are you have that, that yeah. like that certainty of – Yeah. Amazing. That was a real question. That was, I know it sounded. Kind of, it's like, are you even there yet? Like, I'm not back. I'm not, no. I'm not backpedaling in any means. I just was curious. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. In my eyes, anyway, and I feel as confident with her um, that she feels the same. But it's funny. Like we we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where um, she told me that she'd be done with work at a certain time, and she ended up having to be there like an hour and a half later and she gets in the car she's like hey i'm so sorry i was so late like i know this put you out of like you know your relaxation time i was like honestly like i tell her i was like look if you decided just to jump on a bus and get off at the very last stop you know three states away and said hey i'm in arkansas like i need you to come get me i'd go get you like there was really there'd be a couple questions asked but (laughs) (laughs) but it wouldn't be a hesitation to be like all right well let's do this like i gotta go get you like that's Mm -hmm. like you're my person i'm doing this for you and i feel like she would do the same for me um (laughs) and yeah you know she told me today she told me today i told her i was like yeah i'm gonna go see my family after this and she told me, she's like, hey, I know, like, I know it's always a little uncomfortable for you. So if you need me, like, I'll go with you. Like, just let me know when. Like, I'll spend my day off with your family and I'll do it with you. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, like, that means a lot. <laughs> it really does because I know my family isn't always the most fantastic to be around. Um, much as i love him hey dad if you're listening i love you but <laughs> my dad listens sometimes so. <laughs> hey hey mr hooter hey hey how you doing <laughs> but she's like look like yeah i don't know we have we have that trust is I there think. a room for a third in there or something you know, if you got... <laughs> <laughs> this is the monthly third wheel question <laughs> come along bud we got a spare room just for you I will admit, like, there, if like you have friends that commit or in a committed relationship, sometimes you don't like hanging out with both of them at the same time. I don't oh, no. think you got. I don't think you guys are a pair like that. I love. I like as soon as like we got over the little ten minute uh, awkward hump introduction. At yeah, yeah, the introduction part. It was like, oh yeah, I've known Allison for a long time. Like it felt like that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I love, I love. <laughs> Bruh. And Jordan's still making, you know, Hooter's still making jokes. He's still being himself. Like, you know, you always, I always feel weird when I notice someone not being who they really Truly are. Truly who they are, yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, you can't be like, you would, I know you. You would say this. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yeah, Mr. you just, Suppressing. yeah, exactly. You just lean back. Okay. All right. All just right. really biting my tongue. No, dude, you know, <laughs> side story. I had this one friend um, that I knew throughout high school. And she was so much fun to be around. Uh, but one thing that me and my friends noticed is as soon as she got a boyfriend, it was only, like, <laughs> every ounce of her attention was dedicated to whoever she was dating. And I'll never forget, like, three years ago, I met up with her, like, for 4th of July at this parade. And uh, she's like, like, we're having a great time. Like, we're catching up. We haven't seen each other in, like, two or three years. Like, we're really having fun and then as soon as her fiance showed up i was a complete second thought and just like (laughs) after 30 minutes i'm like hey you're cool uh but i'll see y'all later and it was like all right bye and then just oh my god i was like damn dude like (laughs) we was having fun it's like goose if you get a treat you don't exist anymore you know (laughs) for real for real yeah man but yeah, thank, thanks for just letting me vent that out. For not, nah, dude. Of course, of course. This is weekly therapy for both of us. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. I, I felt like I ranted a lot on that one, but uh, 
they were like, that, that, those were all kind of bottled up for a long time because I wasn't ready to to kind of express that because I I was having a lot of surface level anger with that stuff and I didn't want that I hope that didn't come across to like I've actually you know taken the time to really think about it and you know actually hey, get to the roots of those problems rather than just being like man fuck that bitch you know <laughs> I will say I will say that. We first talked about this on the podcast. I think this was going to be episode five. Like, yeah. this was going to be the next episode after we did that um, that four-part release. Um, and then we recorded it, and it was just like, nah. Like, let's <laughs> let's do something else. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. No yep. worries. Yep. So <laughs> I'm proud of you. You took... You took you took your time. You Wait, took... we're on we're on week what thirty seven, thirty eight now. Took like Something. more than thirty weeks to think about it. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's life sometimes. What are you that gonna do? Like... What are you gonna do? It took me a year and a half to get out of my depression, man. Like, it... come on, <laughs> come on. Oh lord, but you have anything else? Have no, any I last think, words yeah, that you want to go for? I think that's uh, think yeah. I think I'm good. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Well. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another week of Almost Cool. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Almost Cool Pod. You can follow Martin at Creation underscore of Martin. Follow me, Jordan Hooter underscore. Uh, podcast email, almostcoolpod at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, please, please, I beg of you, rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify if you could. Um, maybe even share with a friend who, you know, maybe they're going through something similar and you might be like, you know what, this is a cool little conversation of just, yeah, they don't have the answers, but they're willing to talk about it. Well, and you're like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. They're willing to rifle through what, they ha- what they're going through. Um, that'd be much appreciative. Uh, but yeah, we love y'all and we hope the best for everyone. Uh, yeah. Peace and love. So. Peace and love. Next week <laughs> for more juicy topics. There it is. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you. Bye.